start off on a on a really good note and just positive and bring a whole lot of energy and just be uplifting and motivational and and I'm not I can't do that I can't do that because that's just not me I'm not uplifting and inspirational and motivational I don't have a lot of energy and and that's because I'm like six foot two and a hundred kilograms and it takes a lot a lot of energy to to have energy if you know what I mean like it's not easy to get this whole system up and running and get it like overclocking you know like to get it warmed up and heated up and and running on all cylinders and firing and 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 what I'm trying to say is I'm lazy I'm a lazy person and you you probably know a lazy person or or you might be a lazy person yourself but it's hard it's hard to be motivated and motivational when you're a lazy person and I'm not sure if that's because I've got small red blood cells and that's what the doctor said and that's how I use it as a very valid excuse for being lazy I'm not sure if, if that's why I'm lazy but I'm pretty sure it is because that's my valid excuse um, but it's just one of those things that we have to get through we have to overcome is just being lazy and it affects all aspects of life being lazy uh, I will I that's why I don't go for dawnies I don't go for dawnies like for one they're fucking stupid and it's cold most of the time because you know obviously you need the sun to be there to warm the earth up and then make it inviting to go surfing uh, I don't do dawnies um, because I'm lazy I don't I don't fix I don't repair my surfboards because I'm lazy and uh, and and because it's kind of inconvenient really um, I, ha- I had a board uh, someone snapped the fin out of my board because they were out surfing when they shouldn't have been out surfing and they got on my way and I ran them over directly and fortunately they were okay but I, I'm i not going to get that board fixed the The fin's just totally fucked it's destroyed and I'm not going to get that board fixed because because I'm lazy and it's because I'm cheap and I'm cheap because I'm lazy because I, I haven't accrued uh, a lot of funds and when I say funds, I mean money during my life because I'm lazy. Because I'm lazy. Because I got small blood cells. Because that's what the doctor said, and that's my excuse, and that's what I'm running with. But that's why I'm not getting my board fixed is because, and the effort that I have to go to get it fixed or fix it myself. And I'm not going to fix it myself because I'm lazy. Because I haven't learned how to fix a board. Because it's too time consuming. It's going to cost me time where I could just be doing nothing because I'm lazy and because I've got small red blood cells. But you know, it, it's it's really affects me and it affects my life and and it's because I've got small blood cells and that's what the doctor said. But if you're a lazy surfer, it's it can kind of it can kind of come off beneficial at times though. Because I'm lazy, I will have I will have patience. I have patience because I'm lazy, because I'm not jumping out of my skin to try and to try and catch every wave that comes through because I can't because I, I've got small red blood cells and, and I can't do that because I don't have enough oxygen, you know, flowing through my veins to, to get my body moving. And and so I have patience. And a lot of people don't have that patience because they've got normal sized blood cells, I guess. And and they get angry and they get frustrated out in the surf because they have to wait for waves they can't just take waves off other people and that's where i feel like it is beneficial being lazy and having small red blood cells like the doctor told me and um and and there's other there's other uh benefits for being lazy it mainly comes down to patience you know just waiting just playing the waiting game and not having all this energy 
Because you see people who have too much energy and they can be fucking annoying. And I know I'm annoying because I talk a lot of shit that just doesn't really mean anything. But there's those people that they're just fucking annoying. And and I find it hard to be around those people with high energy because I've got low energy because I'm fucking lazy because I've got small red blood cells. But I find it hard to be around those people because they I feel like they're trying to suck the energy out of me and I don't have the energy to give them because they want me to get onto their level and I can't reach that level because I've got small red blood cells like the doctor said. And it's just extremely frustrating when someone expects you to be at that level and have that much energy when you can't have that much energy physically, physically, because you don't have that kind of oxygen flowing through your flowing through your blood. So what I'm trying to say here is that being lazy is a medical condition and it does have its, its positives and obviously it has its negatives. But I've really been enjoying watching this fucking Chicago Bills and Michael Jordan um michael jordan documentary series on netflix lately and for one it's because i love basketball and two it's because it's just a very interesting show to watch even if you don't like basketball i mean you should like basketball it's an amazing sport but it's just a great documentary series you know you've got the the old time chicago bulls with scotty pippen and, and dennis rodman uh, Horace Grant, uh, John Paxson or Jim Paxson, I can't remember, one of them was an actor that died and one of them was a basketball player that had a big shot in the 93 finals. Uh, you know, and it's just, they were an iconic basketball team. When people think of basketball, even if you don't know basketball, you think of the Bulls. And and that's that's what got me into basketball as a kid. And then surfing, unfortunately, got me out of basketball also as a kid because that became extremely addictive. And it... it took me away from from the sport which I previously loved which was basketball but that's what surfing does to you it, it changes your path and it's because it's addictive and I it just it, that series though it really brings me back to the 90s um, because I, I was I was alive in the 90s I was extremely young though in the 90s I still am even though that was a couple of decades ago but it I mean, you look at those iconic teams. They won 70, 72 games in a regular season out of 82 games. So they only lost two games. And then, uh, unfortunately for those guys, they, they were beaten by the Golden State Warriors a couple of seasons ago when they won 73 wins. But the 90s was a an iconic time for for sport. And, uh, I mean, the same was for surfing. That's when Kelly Slater had his run of dominance. You know, that's when Kelly Slater was really fucking shit up. When he had hair. This was the the era of Kelly Slater had here. He was a he was an international sex icon, you know. He he had he was on Baywatch with with his fucking Pam Anderson, apparently. So you know we had our we had our icon of our sport was fucking the hottest chick in the world. Well, she was she was pretty much deemed the hottest chick in the world at the time. This was before everyone had like fake hands and like contoured makeup and all that sort of shit. But like our guy, our guy was hooning the hottest chick in the world and he was dominating surfing. He he was surfing and um and it was it was the same time. It was in parallel with with Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls with their dominance. And at the same time, we had this underground sport of surfing. And we had our Michael Jordan because Kelly Slater was the Michael Jordan of surfing. And he kind of still is the Michael Jordan of surfing. And it's been debated uh, through many millennia who the best athlete overall is. Because you could argue that Michael Jordan is the best athlete to ever have lived. Some people say Muhammad Ali. Some people say me. I just say that. And then some people say Kelly Slater. 
But you've got to look at the two sports very differently because we've got, on one hand, we've got basketball, which is a team sport. So whilst you you may be dominating and winning, you're also relying on other teammates to help you win. But then, in saying that, you're also could be winning more if you had better teammates. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know, you know what I'm saying. And then you have individual sport where you have Kelly Slater. He doesn't have to rely on anyone. It's all on him and his abilities. But who's to say if Michael Jordan was in a, uh, a singular sport, uh, a solo sport, he he would, um, you know, he'd, he'd probably be winning more. He'd probably be winning more. You know, if it was if basketball was a one-on-one sport, he'd probably be just fucking dominating everyone. But um, it's they're always going to have those comparisons. And and during the nineties was it was probably more of a they were probably less compared during the nineties. And I think that mainly had to do with the fact that. Whilst Michael Jordan went into the 90s bald, Kelly Slater didn't go bald until the end of the 90s. Like, And he hung on to his hair into the early 2000s. I, th- I think it wasn't until about 2001 that he just went the full fucking skull shave. And I think that was probably the biggest difference. But then if you look at it age-wise, Michael Jordan's 10 years older than Kelly Slater... So, yeah. So if if you look, if you take Michael Michael Jordan back ten, Kelly so if you do the maths there, they probably went bored about the same age. Um, but that is, I mean, when you think about the two, two icons of the sport, right? Two of the boats, the best of all time, and they're both bald. And that says something, you know. That says something about bald people, and how elite bald people must be, because we've got two of the boats, the best of all time. And they're chosen sports, and they're both fucking bald. And there was something that was said, um, uh, scholars have said that throughout human evolution, we have evolved to become more advanced, and we have, we've gotten rid of some of our uh, primitive um, traits and characteristics. And, and one of those is the lack of hair. And if you look at cavemen, you know, back in the in the early 1800s, the cavemen they had they were full of hair. They were covered in hair. And you still see some some people like that. You know, like Middle Eastern men and stuff like that. I'm not being racist, but that's just the fucking truth of it. They're very hairy people, and they still retain a lot of body hair. And that's probably for warmth. I don't know, or maybe they're just not advanced enough. Once again, I'm not being racist. It's just a fucking thing. There are hairy people out there, and that's just a fact. But scientists have said that these Neanderthals from the early 1800s. They shed hair because of the introduction of clothing. And because we have clothing, we didn't need as much hair. So then people started shedding the hair. And then the Neanderthals, up until the early 1800s, 1900s, they started shedding hair as clothing became more advanced because we didn't need the hair. The hair was there to keep us warm. And that's exactly what happens when you look at someone who has male pattern baldness. They are just more genetically advanced than the rest of the people because they don't need the hair because we have hats we have beanies we have hoods so what is the purpose of hair there isn't one there is no purpose for having hair and then that's why you see these athletes like kelly slater and michael jordan they are ahead of their time physically genetically they are just superior people to the rest of us so when you look at someone who is bald you should now know that they are not they're not on the back foot. They are genetically superior to the rest of the people who have here. 
and and that's something that um that I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people don't realize this because there is a stigma around male pattern baldness, and people think it is it is more beneficial to have hair. And yeah, like it might be, it might be nice to have hair so you can fucking like comb it and have pomade and you know be able to be a little bit more um, strategic with your hair placement and get different styles and all that. Like for fashion sense, yeah, okay, that might be a cool thing that you're able to do because you have options. But then genetically, like you're basically a fucking Neanderthal you know, or Nathaniel, as as, um, as someone once said, Nathaniel, they got it wrong, there was a Freudian slip, um, I don't know if I said that right, but I probably did, um, but yeah, so basically, all you people that still have hair, you, uh, you're kind of losing, unfortunately, uh, I don't want to say that, because there's probably a nicer way to say it, but I mean, it's, it's all, it's written, it's written in the sporting history books, with Kelly Slater, Michael Jordan, um, Luke Sederman, other people that are bald as well, and they're just superior, just superior genetically and physically. And um, but that wasn't until I mean we didn't really notice that until I guess the the early two thousands when Kelly Slater started to lose his hair. But it was almost like he was good in the nineties, but in the two thousands that's when he really fucking dominated. And I mean he's you you could argue that he is still somewhat dominating in good ways to this day he's gone through what four decades of fucking dominance and that's something that michael jordan never did he was good michael jordan was great in the 80s he was phenomenal in the 90s and then he kind of turned to shit in the 2000s but that's because he was he was in his 40s he was in his late third late 30s early 40s um during the early 2000s and that's when he came back to the wizards and he he really shouldn't have done that because it all kind of turned to shit for him you know because he was he was michael jordan he was he was looked at as somewhat of a deity or deity which is a god i, I don't know i'm probably not saying that right uh, i'm just saying these big words to try and sound smart uh, because this is a podcast you know how like a lot of people on podcasts they want to be like very articulate have a lot of knowledge have a lot of word knowledge i'm trying to get that across but i'm not really achieving it but anyway, like Kelly's, uh, no, sorry, Michael Jordan. So Michael Jordan, he was fucking dominant, but then he, he was he was looked at as as a god, and and Kelly Slater was, you know, he's kind of he he was looked at as a god, but I think it was more because in the nineties and the nineties and early two thousands, we didn't have this social media world. We we were limited in our in our interactions with 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 elite athletes and, and famous people and we didn't have uh as much of a glimpse into their lives as we do today and it's almost like back then they they were more mythological they were more mythological because you'd hear stories about these about these athletes and about these people um and some of their you know um godly feats that they were able to achieve i remember when i was a kid and you would hear you'd hear rumors and stories, and this would just be people who just fucking made this shit up, that Michael Jordan could jump from the free throw line, and well he could, but and then he could touch the top of the backboard, like he could fly, like that's how Michael Jordan was perceived when when I was a kid was that Michael Jordan could basically fly, so he was like a god, and we didn't have the the Instagram videos or the you know the YouTube videos. Um, of, of all his highlights not only his highlights but just his you know his lowlights so you could see that he was mortal you, all you hear all you heard about was the highlights so he he was like this godly figure 
Um, but now in the age of social media, we can see everything. We know these people, as good as they are, they're not, they're not gods. And it, it's kind of, it takes the, the mysticism. Uh, hopefully I'm using that word right too. It kind of takes the mysticism out of it now. It's, uh, I don't know, I kind of liked it when when you didn't have access to everything because you get these great stories and in, in these myths and legends about these people. But now there's fucking video footage of it. And what people do now is amazing, but it's it's just not the same. And it was kind of the same with Kelly Slater. Like you'd hear stories about him, you know, getting 15 second tube rides and doing backflips and all this sort of stuff. And there was this amazing surfer, but we didn't have the same access then as we do as we do now. Um, but then it's almost like the other way because you you see the shit that Kelly Slater has done. He did a five a five forty seven twenty air or something when he was like forty years old. No one had ever done that before, and. If you'd heard about that, you'd have been like, oh my God, that's amazing. But then even though we've all seen it, and we're just like, oh my God, that's amazing. I remember seeing that video. And I was like, how the fuck did he do that? That can't be real. And I was trying to look for the edit where they'd edited it in. But, you know, it's uh, I guess it's a it's a good thing and, and a bad thing that we have social media because we get to see what these fucking legends of sport are doing. But then it's it just kind of takes away the you know the the myth and the legend of of people and that they can build up and then for like someone like, like myself who likes to make up stories um you know it's a little bit harder for me to you know kind of bring myself up and talk a whole lot of shit about myself because there's like video evidence of it which kind of sucks <sighs> but kelly slater versus michael jordan uh we'll never know we'll never know who the best athlete of all time is because it is so subjective and because there are you know there's varying factors involved because obviously kelly slater uh he's he's the boat probably at individual sports but then michael jordan has been partaking in a team sport and then you've also got to look at like look at it like this like basketball is an extremely popular sport and it's accessible to everyone and when you have everyone partaking in a sport then you have a, a bigger pool, a bigger pool of people um, to compete at it. Whereas surfing's fucking hard. There are so many people that start surfing and then they're just going to quit straight away because it's way too hard. They can't get past that that uh, that threshold. You know, they. The, but basketball is easy. You know, you just fucking pick up a ball, you go outside, you can put clothes on, you can be warm, you know, and then dribble a ball. It's easy. Surfing. I mean, we all know how fucking hard it is. We all know how many people have tried it and just thought, fuck, I'm never doing this again. So you've got to look at it like the, the pool of talent is a lot smaller. So you're not going to get the same amount of people with the chance of becoming the greatest of all time. Whereas in basketball, you have so many different people trying to fight it out to become the best. And uh, But then, if you think about it, the most competitive sport in the world, the one with the biggest pool of people to compete against, has got to be professional walking. And that's the thing that they have in the Olympics. Professional walking is a fucking thing. Uh, well, sorry, it's not professional. There's surely people can't get paid to go and fucking race, walk race or whatever, but it's an Olympic sport. And, and that has definitely got to be the most competitive one with the biggest talent pool. So... I'm not sure why competitive walking hasn't... I mean, I know why, because it's fucking boring as shit. But why it hasn't it hasn't been put up on such a pedestal? Because the majority of people can walk. You know, the majority of people can walk. But 
not you don't have that many people that can surf. There's fuck all people that can surf. Uh, there's more people that can play basketball, but the most amount of people on this planet can walk, and then that is a sport. So, I mean, it definitely shouldn't be because it's fucking stupid. But you know, there's some pretty bad things at the Olympics, and. Uh, some pretty shitty sports and unfortunately we're not going to see a lot of i mean fortunately we're not going to see those shitty ones but we're not going to see surfing this year but it will happen next year um and uh i don't know i'm not i'm not even going to get into that i can't be fucked talking about surfing in the olympics because it's been talked about far too often i just wanted to really basically talk about michael jordan versus kelly slater and the differences between basketball and surfing because i fucking love both of those sports uh, but yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't even know who I'd give it to. Who is the boat? I'm no, I can't, I can't, I can't give it to either of them because it's just too different. All I know is that they're both bald and that, that counts for something because you've had other people that have come along and they've tried to dethrone the, the greatest sports people of all time. Like in surfing, you had Andy Irons, he came along and he was, you know, he gave it a good crack. He won like three world titles in a row, but he had hair. He had hair. And I'm not sure if that was something that, you know, worked against him, you know, because at the same time, Kelly Slater didn't have hair. Um, and then and, and then same, in basketball, you had, you had Kobe Bryant came along and he had hair. He had an afro. He had this like big, lush, beautiful fucking afro. And he was amazing. He was he played basketball a lot like Michael Jordan, but he could he could never be Michael Jordan because he had hair, you know. And then, I mean, it's just it's just such a sad coincidence that you know neither of those guys are with us anymore. Um, and and they were both huge inspirations on me. But you know they were they were always trying to dethrone these these gods of the sport, and they they came close. Both of those guys came extremely close. Uh, and now we've got in basketball, I guess we've got LeBron, and he he's so close. He is so close to Michael Jordan because you can just see that hairline of LeBron's. It just keeps creeping back, but he keeps fighting his hairline. Like you see it season after season, LeBron's hairline's back, but then he just goes and has some kind of like fucking stem cell massage on his scalp, and then just gets these like hair plugs all fucking fitted in and he's it's like lebron james he hasn't accepted that he's going bald and he needs to accept it because it's a beautiful thing to be bald because it just means you're you're physically and genetically superior to everyone else and it's like lebron probably needs to listen to this podcast and realize that that's something that he should embrace and not run away from because he, he i mean if he just let it go and he didn't focus so much time and energy on trying to get his hairline back he could put that emphasis onto becoming an even better basketball player. So what I'm trying to say is if LeBron, if LeBron, if you're listening to this, just let it go. Just accept it. Accept who you are and let it go, mate. Because if you focus that time and energy, you can be the boat. You can be the best of all time. You can dethrone Michael Jordan as the best basketball player ever. You know, but he's just trying to hold on to it. He hasn't accepted it. And um, and I guess in surfing, like who have we got? We've got nah. I'm not even going to say the, you know, that Brazilian guy, the goofy footer. But I'd say the closest is John John. But John John, fuck, he's got way too much hair. You look at it, he's got this big, blonde, frizzy locks. And, you know, that's, he's just, I feel like it's too easy for these people that have hair. 
because they don't have that chip on that shoulder chip on their shoulder they don't have that little fucking edge because you know because they look aesthetically they look kind of i don't i don't even want to say they look better than bald people but they they kind of look better because they've got more options so they don't have to fight as hard as bald people you know and and also they're not physically as uh, as dominant and they're not as genetically blessed as bald people um, but I'd say John John at the moment is probably the closest but I can't see anyone there's no there's no bald surfers coming through at the moment apart from Julian Wilson obviously like he, his hairline Julian Wilson's hairline is just receding fucking day by day and I for one would love to see him just just um, just submit to it just realize that this is you this is your life this is uh, this is you know you've been you've basically been chosen you're, you're a chosen one. Genetically, physically, you are superior to all these other surfers. And uh, maybe that's why he hasn't really, you know, broken out of his slump yet. That's maybe why he hasn't won a world title, because instead of just shaving it all off and just going with it, he's tried to fucking hang on to it. And, you know, I just, I just really want to see some of these surfers, some of these athletes just really just... Just go with it. Just be who you are. Just accept who you are. And and shave your fucking head. You know, I did it the other day. I went full skin. I'd never done that because, I don't know, I, I felt like it was going to be like kind of creepy and gross when I was like fucking touching my bald head. But I went, I, I did it. I went the full fucking hog, shaved my head off. I mean, not, not my head. I didn't shave my head off. I shaved my hair off. Yeah, because you still have like little stubbly bits of hair, even once you do like a number zero with um with with clippers. But I just did the full like put some soap on there, and it was actually really nice. It was smooth. It was slick. But that was the point where I was just like, nah, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. But I want to see more athletes do this, and and I feel like once they do it, then it's they don't have to worry about it anymore, and they can focus on becoming the best athletes. And because there's, there's, there's just too much shit now. There's too much shit. People get caught up in um, like uh, Instagramming and, and trying to look good, and especially, I guess, when you have the media spotlight on you, and you don't want to be caught at any bad angles where you might see a bit of a fry tuck or something like that. You know, and, and people just got to just let that go and just not worry about it. Just shave it all off and then that's one thing in your life that you don't have to worry about so that you can focus more on becoming the best fucking sports person that you can be. And, um, I mean, that's that's how I got I got to be where I am, you know. I won a surfing contest last year, you know. I won a surfing contest because I'm bald. I could focus more of my time and energy onto surfing than just looking so goddamn good for Instagram. And that's not to say I don't look fucking so fucking super sexy at the moment. Because I do. And women are attracted to that. And, and men, men, unfortunately, are not really that attracted to women with no hair. I mean, that's just something that, that's just a fact. I'm sorry to say it, but it's just a thing. But women are attracted to, to guys with no hair. Even though the media tells them that baldness is bad. You know, but it's not, it's a good thing. And women know that. And that's why they're so attracted to bald dudes because they know that that's the evolutionary process. That's the ev evolutionary process that we all have to go through to advance the human race is for, you know, we're all eventually going to be bald. It's just now the people with, with male pattern baldness, they are, they're just a step ahead. 
bald people are a step ahead of everyone else. And I don't know how this podcast just got to me talking about baldness. Uh, I, I initially just wanted to start off talking about Kelly Slater and Michael Jordan. But I guess the thing is, it, it's just so, it's just, it just fucking sticks out. When you think of Michael Jordan, boom, you think of no hair. Think of Kelly Slater, boom, you think no hair. Secondary, you think of the greatest athletes of all time. But first off, you think those guys have got no hair. And, uh, and that's basically where I'm at, you know. <sighs> Who would have thought that I've been thinking about baldness for so long? I don't know. <sighs> I guess it's just it's just something you got to go through. Something you got to go through. And uh, and myself, I've I've uh, I've accepted it. It did take me a while. It did take me a while. But I had someone to to help me through that. Uh, as Australian guy Matt Bemrose, and um, he he told me there were five steps. To going bald. I can't remember what any of them were because like, most of the stuff that he says is complete fucking nonsense. So I don't really pay any attention to it. But I remember I remember his, well, just the way he said it really was because he, he's been bald since he was like 19 or 18 or something like that. So he had a lot of time to, to really think about it and process it. And I just remember when he was telling me about the five steps of baldness, the five steps that I can't fucking remember because it was just, he talked so much shit. But just the way that he, he told it to me, and it made me feel like it was okay, that it was going to be fine, that I was losing my hair and then I had a, a you know, a receder and then it was like kind of losing it at the back there and, and that it was going to be okay because he had been living with it for, I mean, at this point, he'd been living with it for 10 to 15 years. And he seemed to be doing all right. He had a lot of confidence. And he was successful in what he was doing. He was a great surfer. But just the way he, he explained it to me, it just gave me confidence knowing that I could I could get through this life without having to get hair plugs or, you know, without having to wear a fucking toupee. You know, I could just just fucking, it just gave me the, the confidence. And and that's basically what this podcast is about now. It, it turned out, you know, it turned from being about Michael Jordan and Kelly Slade being the greatest athletes of all time into, into a TED talk about baldness, I guess. Um, I don't know what a TED Talk is. I've never really watched them, but I know they're kind of like motivational, inspirational things. But it's come full circle is, is what I'm saying. This, this podcast has come full circle because at the start I said it's not about being motivational and inspirational, but now it is. And I want to be motivational and inspirational because I've got some more energy, even though I've got real small blood cells in my body and I don't get enough oxygen around my, around my, um, my body to, you know, and all that. But what I'm trying to say is if you are going bald, just accept it. And... And just live with it because you are a more advanced person. And, and please, LeBron James, um, just fucking just get rid of it. Just cut it all off. Shave it off. And and be the best you can be. And for all your other guys like John John and, and, and Medina and all those, you guys are fucked. You guys are fucked because um, you're not bald. I'm just going to leave it at that. I feel like I've ranted on for way too long about baldness. Um, but, yeah, just embrace it. Just embrace it. <laughs>